And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. This morning, I'm going to speak for a little while from the book of Esther. Amen. I'm going to just, I felt led of God this week to deviate a bit from our normal course from the book of Acts. And this is why this past week on Wednesday the 16th and on Thursday the 17th, 2022, the Jews in Israel celebrated a feast called Purim. P-U-R-I-M, pronounced P-O-O-R-I-M. Purim, amen? Now, the feast is not as popular as the other major feasts celebrated by the Jews. But there are important lessons and parallels that can be drawn from this feast that could be of tremendous help, amen, to us, the New Testament church. Purim is from the book of Acts, as you know, Esther, sorry. And as you know, there are four major characters in the book of Esther. There is King Ahasuerus, called Xerxes sometime. There is Esther Mordecai, and a demon called Haman. Let me say that again. A demon called whom? Haman, the devil incarnate. A type of the Antichrist. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now the festival of Purim recounts, what is it about? It is about, it is a feast that recounts God's victory over his enemies attempt to annihilate the Jews. Let me say that again. You know, since I have so much information here, I'm going to take my time because I need us to understand what the Lord is communicating to us. Amen. I told you at the beginning of this year, this is a special year. And so I believe every sermon given by the Lord, whether it's from me or any other minister, is one that God has led him or her to share with us. Amen. So Purim, it's a festival that recounts God's victory over his enemies, attempt to annihilate the Jews. The devil has one goal, saints, and that is to kill, John chapter 10, verse 10. Anybody you see who's killing, anybody you see who's stealing, anybody who's destroying, they are of the devil. Because his aim is to steal, to kill, and to... But he needs somebody to work through. Unfortunately, many of us play right into the devil's hands. It's unfortunate, but some of us Christians, we are... We what? We kill stuff. We destroy stuff. Well, let me move along here. Are you getting what I'm saying? So anytime, you, you got to think, am I giving life to that situation? Am I, what am I, am I helping the devil accomplish his agenda? And so you need to back up and say, okay, well then I'm going to stop. He needs somebody to work through to accomplish his agenda. And so you and I, we have to be very careful. Oh God, I give you praise. Amen. So his goal is to steal, to kill and to destroy. Haman had a plan. He had what I called a genocidal plan. Genocidal plan. He wanted to annihilate the Jews from Shushan. Every Jew. Now tell me that's not demonic. And the, the way he wanted to destroy them was to hang them. That's 
Oh God, I give you praise. Are you getting it? That's how we wanted to annihilate the Jews. Can somebody say, but God? <laughs> Since God has given us some powerful tools. Amen. To stop the enemy in his tracks. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I'm not left without power. I have some power. I carry God. Do you believe that? Sometimes we need to, sometimes we need to act like it then. Act like you carry God. Hey, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Act like you carry God sometimes. Sometimes you got to stop saying meow and roar like a lion. Let me say that again. Sometimes we've got to stop saying meow like a cat and roar like the lion of Judah. Leaves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel God. Uh, we are coming on a week. We, we, we are living at a time when brothers and sisters, we got to let the devil know that we know we carry God. Yeah. Hallelujah. The favor of God is on my life. Doesn't matter what's happening around or wherever it's happening. The favor of God is what? On my life. You got to say it every day. Every morning I get up. I'm surrounded by favor. Psalms 5.12 says, The Lord has blessed the righteous with favor. He has surrounded him as with a shield. My shield is favor. Ah, oh God, I give you praise. I feel my help this morning. Mm. <laughs> we just sang, wrap me in your arms. Anybody feel wrapped this morning? <laughs> Woo! Anybody feel carried this morning? That's what happens when we come together. When you bring your fire, I bring my fire. Look out, we have a towering inferno. And every demon has to run. When I bring my prayers... Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. The Bible said praise is comely for the righteous. Righteous people praise God in the morning, in the evening, at noon time, in bad times, in good times, in some timey times. Righteous people praise. So what we do, we don't complain. The devil is a liar. If you catch yourself complaining, say, oh, 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 that's not me. That's not me. I can do better than that. Hallelujah. Rejoice evermore. And again, I say, rejoice. Rejoice evermore. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. It's in the Greek imperative. It's a command. And he said, when he said, rejoice evermore, some folks may say, rejoice evermore. How, how? He said, and again, in case you're thinking of whether or not I mean what I said, let me double down. And again, I say, rejoice. God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We are fortunate people. Christians are blessed people. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> so, Haman, given a plan by the devil to destroy God's people. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, 
that Mordecai found out. Haman's plan. You know, God has a way of exposing the plans of the enemy. And the reason why he does that is so that you and I can know so we can do something about it. Amen. Since you recognize that we are at war. You know that the Bible says in Hebrews 6 10, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We are at war, but not with human beings. Disembodied spirits. And the Bible says we wrestle. Look at the imagery God gives. When you're wrestling somebody, you're trying to pin somebody down to make them powerless. That's what the devil is trying to do, you and I. So when you sit saying, well, I'm not, <laughs> I don't feel like <laughs> the devil pinning you down, pinning you down. And by the time the day is over, when you, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling, or I'm not sure. By the time the day is over, you get a figure four and he put you to sleep. Lights out. How we did it with your own mouth. The devil needs your help to give you a figure four. To throw that on you. Are you with me? He needs your help. The devil is powerless sins. We have one. All we need is the name of Jesus. We need just invoke that name. Mark chapter 16 verse 17 and 18 says. It says in my name. You shall do certain things. In whose name? In, it's in red. Jesus said all you need is my name. <laughs> That's all in my name. Philippians 2 told us that he's been given a name that's above every name. And in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ, Lord. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Ooh, God, we thank you. We thank you. Oh, we got a name. We got a name. That's above every name. We've got a name. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Since we've got to know that and live in that reality. Live in that reality. Speak to situations and circumstances. Amen. And demons standing behind in front of people. Amen. I'm not getting at you. I'm trying to get after demon that's influencing you. It's not you. It's the devil. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So you are, you are aware of the narrative of Purim as told in the book of Esther. I, am, I know I'm talking to the choir. As I said, it depicts the story of how Queen Esther helped save the Jews from persecution. God needs somebody to stand on behalf of the people. That's the way it's been all the time. Let me say that again. God needs somebody to stand on behalf of the people. You remembered, I think it's in, slap me, but you remembered one of the high priests prophesied and he said that Jesus, one man, is needed to stand on behalf of the people. He was saying Jesus needed to die, amen, to make a way for the people. God was using a heathen prophesying through heaven it has not changed god needs you to stand on behalf of your family god needs me to stand on behalf of my family are you with me god needs somebody to stand on behalf of the church i remember <laughs> i remember i was praying about seven years ago just walking back and forth and god said will you stand on behalf of the church and i said 
I'm not sure. I was 10 years ago. Since can I be honest with you? I mean, sometimes, you know, I know some of you are always strong. No, no. I've had my challenges. Amen. I have grown. The Bible says when I was a child, I behaved childish. But I'm now a grown individual. Amen. Like Peter, I've been through my ups and downs. Amen. Like Peter, I have said bad things. But I tell you, I didn't stay there. The day came when Peter began to walk and the shadow fell on people. And demons flee. Because he was processed. <laughs> hey God, hey God, I give you praise. I was, so I, I was here praying and the Lord said, would you stand? And it took me a couple, and I said, Lord, I will because I knew what it took. I knew what it took. Amen. I knew what it took to stand on behalf of the church. I knew the sacrifice it took. Hmm? Glory be to Jesus. I knew a, a lifestyle change was imminent. Yeah, I'm talking about a lifestyle change. Not just getting up. I, I, I realize no longer can I just breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide. My life had to be purposeful. Because I'm standing in the gap. I'm on the watchtower. God needs somebody to stand in the gap for his people. Can you imagine if everybody here gets this? And those of you who are looking, if you understand what it is to stand in the gap, to be sensitive, to be alert, amen, to function and ask God to give you the gift of discernment. You know, one of the gifts that's not been spoken a lot about and which is needed today is the gift of discernment. I'm beginning to ask God to awaken that gift in me. Oh, we need to discern the times we're in. Mm-hmm. Discern what? The times we're in. Very important, very important. So, King Ahasuerus of the, of the uh, Parisian Empire replaced his wife Vashti. You remember Vashti? Mm -hmm. He replaced his wife Vashti with Esther and appointed Haman as his deputy. Haman. The Bible called him Haman the Agagite, the enemy of Israel. There's the reason why the Bible calls him an Agagite. Mm, he's a descendant of King Agag, the Amalekites, a descendant of Esau. Let me say that again. He's a descendant of whom? Esau. You, rem you remember Jacob and Esau? They were fighting in their mother's womb even before they came on earth. Mm -hmm. The fight continued then. God told King Saul, I want you to destroy the Amalekites. Every one of them, every man, every woman, every child. Because these people were demon possessed. The Bible recounts, not the Bible, but Josephus and Eusebius and the church fathers recount how these people practiced all type of idolatry. They were having sex with animals. They were, they, they have, bestiality was common among them. These people were demon possessed. And God said, do the human race a favor. Wipe them out. Some of you think that's a bad thing. If you have a knee or a leg that's cancerous and it cannot cure and it's going to destroy the entire body, what do you do with it? Cut it out. Cut it out. God said, cut out Amalek. He's cancerous. Amen. Dangerous. God is still a good God. Everything God does, he's motivated by love. So don't, so don't you let these educated people so-called out there tell you otherwise. Stay with the book. 
read the book read the history it is rich take some time pull away and invest time in the study of God's work you'll never regret it oh God I give you praise hallelujah so when you hear people out there saying whatever they want you know the truth and because you know the truth the Bible says the truth will make you free 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 first from yourself let me say free what from yourself from your bad habits free from yourself first it's up to don't look out look within some some of us are bound by certain habits amen and mindsets old mindsets praise the lord they, they need to go they need to what go <laughs> this is a new season amen a time when the enemy is getting bold we cannot be quiet anymore since we cannot be quiet anymore what would possess a man to decide a nation is not a nation and decide to take over a nation mm, what, what would possess a man to do that what would do that to infringe on people's liberty and bind them and keep them bound that's nothing but the devil oh glory be to jesus hallelujah amen well as i said bear with me i will get there <laughs> amen so god the king ahasuerus promoted haman the bible tells us in esther 3 can you go to esther chapter 3 verse 1 to 2 let's read quickly for contextual purposes Esther chapter 3 verse 1 reads, And after these things did King Ahasuerus promote Haman, the son of Hamadathia, the Agagite. He's called whom? The Agagite. The Agagite. And advanced him and set his seat above all the princes that were with him. Mm? He advanced him, promoted him above every prince. So you have King Ahasuerus. And right, if you look at the org chart, the organizational chart, of the city of Shushan, King Ahasuerus. Under King Ahasuerus, immediately is Haman, and then under Haman you have princes. Is that all right? Can you see the org chart in your mind? Let's move forward. Verse two says, "And all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman." Amen. Why? For the king had so commanded concerning him. But Mordecai bowed not nor did he reverence him you see brothers and sisters when you promote a novice let me say that again when you promote a novice the most dangerous set of people to promote are those who don't don't want to serve they're never they're never there to clean the toilet never there to help never there to sweep the church are you with me look i know them i've been in church a long i'm 53 i've been in church since i'm seven most dangerous type of people to promote are those who never serve all of a sudden they get a big head they forgot that they're humans oh bless god i know you don't have to say amen but that's okay and suddenly they want everybody to worship them how are you doing how are you doing if nobody says hello that's all right you are still a child of god for that matter, more hello, more trouble. Let me know. Yeah. Oh, 
Sorry about that shit. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so Mordecai, so Mordecai knew what God, Mordecai would not bow to a man. You don't bow to humans. You respect them. You reference them. But you don't bow to them because they are not gods. You don't bow to you know man. You respect humans. Amen. Bless God. Hallelujah. You see, Mordecai was biblically astute. He knew what God said in Exodus chapter 20. Can you turn to Exodus chapter 20, verse 3 to 5? Verse 3 reads, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Mm -hmm. Verse 4, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water underneath. Here it comes. Verse 5, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them Mordecai knew what God said and so he said I'm not bowing to anybody I'm not bowing to Naaman to uh, to Haman amen so when Mordecai Esther's cousin and you know he was also Esther, Esther's adopted father when Mordecai refused to bow down to Haman Haman plotted to kill the entire Jewish minority in the Persian Empire and he did that by casting lots. You know, back then they would have, we call them dices, a dice. I mean, they would cast lots. If you remember, the high priest had, the high priest had um, in his pouch, he had the urim and the umim. Right? One, two dice. One was white, one was black. And so he'd take out the white dice. He would take out both dice. Amen? And <laughs> how many of you thank God for the Holy Spirit? <laughs> the Holy Spirit is like, oh, now we don't have to throw any dice. We got the spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of wisdom understanding. The spirit of the Lord and the spirit of the fear of the Lord, Isaiah 11, 2. Talking about the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Ghost. They didn't have that. We have access to that now. Hey, hey, glory be to God. On my way this morning, I kept saying, I know that the spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. A smile burst forth on my face. <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. Because I know I was in good company. We have access to that. All that guessing game, we don't have to do that. So what Haman did, they pulled out. I was talking about the high priest. The high priest had the Urim and the Thummim. He would take it out and he would ask God for direction. He would roll the, ro roll the dice. One was white, one was black. Amen. Or he would push his, push his hands in his pocket and would play with, play with it. And then he would, the one he pulls out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and the, ones, the one he pulls out. Amen. If it's white, it means yes. If it's black, it means no. Amen. So he would pull out one. Now that's what they're depending on. That is what Haman did. Haman said, no, I cannot just destroy them. I'm going to let fate determine it. Mm -hmm. But what Haman doesn't know 
is Hebrews 16, not Hebrews, Proverbs. Can you turn to Proverbs 16:33? You know, since we got we got high intelligence, amen. Spiritual intelligence that unsafe people do not know. It says, The Lord is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. God decide which dice is going to come out. <laughs> Ooh, God I give you praise uh, is, isn't that powerful it doesn't matter what dice you take the dice God, God decides what color it is as soon as it comes out this is amazing in other words but the whole disposing thereof means, means the, the outcome of whether it is black or white is of the Lord God's got it. <laughs> Haman didn't know that. So he said, let's cast lots. Let me show you where the, the text. Can you go to um, uh, Esther 3, 5 to 7. What I'm trying to do is to speak about the entire book in 45 minutes. That's a lot of, that's a lot of information. I know I can't. So will you bear with me? Amen. When I have 10 minutes to 45 minutes, let me know, okay? Because I need to drive home two points. Praise the Lord. Two points that we cannot risk missing in these last days. Amen. So right here, I'm giving you information to support my point about Haman casting lots. And when Haman saw that Mordecai, I bowed not, nor did he reverence. Then was Haman full of wrath. Wrath. Verse 6. And he thought scorn to lay hands on Mordecai alone. For they had showed him the people of Mordecai. Wherefore Haman sought to destroy all the Jews that were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus. Even the people of Mordecai. That's the devil's sins. He's still trying to destroy Christians today. Amen. Still trying to make our lives miserable. Mm -hmm. That's what he's trying, trying to get us stressed. I was speaking with her. I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's uh, Minister Kenya. She works with a heart surgeon. And she said to me, Pastor... She said, if you see young people's heart, she said, we have people 30, 25, 30 years coming in and their hearts look like 75 year old people hearts. Now you tell me why a, 70, a 30 year old individual's heart looks like a 75 year old. And she said, only one reason, stress. That's what the devil is trying to do, get us stress. Mm? What is he trying to do? Get us stress because he's trying to kill us. The number one killer today is stress. Amen. It's a silent killer. And that is why when I come to church, I, I, I haven't got time for stress. Let me say that again. I don't have time. We should know better. Church folks should know what? So if you're full of stress and unrest, I cannot deal with you. I got to go. Because I know that's where the devil is. I know you like a tool in the devil's hand trying to bring me stress. No. I have decided, listen, this is my life. And you're not bringing stress in and living out. The devil is a liar. I have decided a long time ago, no church folk is stretching me out. I've had pastors who died young. And they said to me, don't you let church folk stress you out. They'll kill you early. I said, not me, the devil is a liar. That's why I keep my smile. <laughs> I got a wife, I got a son. Amen. And I'm going to stay with them as much as I can to serve them. 
No church folk taking me out before time. Used by the devil. Always trying to bring up mess. In 2020, at the end of 2019, 2020, when the coronavirus hit, and I saw how some of the same church folks who thought they were tall and mighty, they bowed the knee. I said, uh-oh. These are people I thought, you know, who had the Lord down. What is this? Concept change. And I said, you know, the reason why is because we've been preaching soft. The preachers, we are not preaching the word of God. We are not direct with people. We know there is a white elephant in the room and we don't address it. Not me anymore. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Bible tells us here. In the first month, that is in the month of Nisan. The month of Nisan is April, May in our calendar. Amen. In the twelfth year of King Ahasuerus, they, that is Haman and his friends, they cast pur. That is the root word for purim. They cast, it should be pur, P-U-R. Sorry about that. Amen. That word cast, pur means here, it means a lot. They cast, so Haman said, you know, let fate decide. I'm not just going to decide. You see, the people like they like washing their hands. Let me not come up with a date on my own. So let me cast the dice and let fate decide when they're going to die. See what they do? Who else did that? What's his name? Uh, he washed his hands when Pilate, Pontius Pilate did that. He said, let me wash my hands. You cannot wash your hands. You decided to. You are final authority. Don't pass on the buck. You stand and make a decision. Right or wrong, make a decision. Wrong, apologize, move on. Right, well, let's bless the Lord. This is 2022, stop playing games. Wrong, apologize. Well, I made a mistake. You know, it, it affirms that I'm human being. Praise the Lord. Next, let's move on. Well, well, I, guess what? Well, I, I made a decision. I was right. Well, let's move on and bless the Lord. Yes. You see, this is the people don't want to take responsibility. That is why God can't, that's why we cannot see the power of God. Because people's hearts are bad. That is the problem, saints. People's hearts are bad. Christians' hearts are bad towards one another. Yeah, bad towards one another. And then we ask, where is the power of God? Where is the power of God? God tell you, God is not a God of mess. He has orders to how his power is released. Amen. He has his orders to how his power is released. Praise, are you with me, saints? And that is what we're trying to get established in this church. All in the church, people don't want order. You got order everywhere else. And they, and they, and they submit to order everywhere else. But for some reason, when they come to church, when we come to church, especially when we've, we've been given a title, we think we can. I, I grew up. I grew up Pentecostal. I grew up Pentecostal, and I was about ten or twelve years. And there was a well-known individual in the community, known as a prophet. He would move from church to church, 
prophesying. And this is what he does. Apostle, this is what he does. He would come to church. And while the pastor is preaching, open his mouth and say, yes, says the Lord. And every prophecy is brimstone and fire. And because he knew that he was well respected, every, the, the preacher would stop preaching. And yes, preacher would stop preaching. And when he gives his prophecy of hell and brimstone, he would take his family and walk out. I said, one of them need to come in here. They won't walk out. They will be dragged out. I put, I'm putting, I know I have a couple, I know Eric, and a couple of them will come with me. I am in, I am dragging that out. Let them come here and behave. The, you get what I'm saying? So I don't have time to mess around. There is order. Go somewhere and do that and see what the police will do to you. You cannot come in the middle of preaching. My God. Dishonoring the man of God. Yeah, dishonoring God himself. Well, they better know. Don't come here and try it. Praise the Lord. Here, we are biblically literate. And we believe in order. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, we have here, brothers and sisters. Uh, and we talk, we're talking about people like Naaman. Naaman, is it Haman? Still, he's, he have descendants around still. Yeah, they, they're still around today. Amen? So, that's where the word... Purim comes from. Pu means the lot. I am added to it is the casting of the lot. Amen. Before and, 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 and notice saints, when they cast the lot from the month to from month to month to the twelfth, they were doing it all the time. From the twelfth month, that is the month Ada. Now listen, listen, let, let me explain this to you because this is so important right here. God had already prepared a means of delivering his people from Haman's plot. The month chosen by the lot when he cast the lots. The month chosen was the 12th month from the month of Ada or Ada. The month of Ada is, we said it's April to May. When they cast the lot, the month the lot fell upon was February to March. They had how many months? 12 months. To get ready for the enemy. How many months? I'm going to share with, you, share with you something. Talking too fast. I'm going to share with you something that is chilling. When I read that. The Lord said to me. I need you. To remind my people. Of what I told them. Of the 12 months in 2022. You remember that when we started 2022. I told you this is a unique year. It's a year. To step back and get resuscitated. It is a year to reconnect with the Holy Spirit. Are you getting me? God said it's a time of brief reprieve. Change your calendar. Change your schedule. Don't let 2022 unfold like 2021 and 2020. Some of you still haven't changed. God gave them how many months? 12 months how many months is in 2022 12 god has given us 12 months since it is much is almost over have you changed your schedule much is almost over 
I'm going to prophesy. It's unfortunate, but I guarantee you, if you don't change your schedule in 2022, you will miss your visitation. <laughs> it is not by coincidence God brought that to my attention. For the net, if you haven't done anything different, if church folks still on your mind, well, this person hurt me, that person hurt me, and I'm having problems moving forward. It's too late for that. Now it's time for us to get ourselves. Let me share with you a few things. The Lord said to me, just share with you a few things that he mentioned to us in 2022. In 2022, when we started in January, he said, go back to the first three sermons you preached. Mm -hmm. and recount what I told you to share with my people in 2022. He said for 2022, for some of us, this is going to be the year of breakthrough. Yeah. Mm, the year of what? Breakthrough. I want you to remember that. If you feel helpless, overwhelmed, or are overcome by anxiety because of the uncertainty of the future, this is God's proposal to you in 2022. What shall I do for you? Tell me. You remember that? We preach that. God is telling you what? Let's, God is saying let's deal with it and move on. Tell me what it is. We're going to deal with it. Let's move on. Let's move on. We said also it is a year to reconnect with the anointing to build a spiritual legacy that will last for the coming years. You remember I said that. I believe it's the year for us to revive our relationship with the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. We have, an, we have been given from January 2022. We were given another 8,740 hours. That's the amount of hours in a year. 8,740 hours. I'm asking you since make every hour count. We know you got to sleep. We know you got to go to work. But what about the rest? Make every hour count. This is the year to roll up our sleeves and get to work with God. Get involved. Get involved. A year to reorient, reset, pull back and labor abundantly in the word. Since if you are not laboring abundantly in the word, now is the time to do that. You know, we are big on scripture memorization. Mm -hmm. Big on scripture reading. Praise the Lord. I promise you, if you memorize one scripture for the month, for the rest of the year, your life will change. Guaranteed. How I know? It happened to me. My life was like a yo-yo before I started. A yo-yo. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord said to me, be cannibalistic with his word. And I'm going to say it again. Be cannibalistic. What I did. He, I said, God, how can I do that? He said, get an index card. Some of you are waiting for God to tell you, get your own index card. He just told me to tell you what to do. Well, that's what, what God told pastor. I need God to tell me something. He speaks through people. And people, are you getting what I'm saying? Some people will never go anywhere because they're not humble. They think God's supposed to shout from heaven. Yes, says the Lord. You're just not a child. You got to have the heart of a child. Jesus said of these are the kingdom of heaven. You need to come like a child. Everybody's right, I'm wrong. So I said, how should I do that? Thank you. And he said, get an index card. Write the scripture verse. 
on Monday morning, the first of the month, on the index card. Carry another index card. Set your phone, 6 a.m., 9, 12, 3. So every time my phone goes off, I pull over what I'm doing, and I memorize the first two words, the book, the chapter, and the verse. The first, amen? I remember memorizing Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is death for now, no. There is death for now, no. There is death for now, no. It took me three weeks to remember That's how hard my heart was. It doesn't mean that I didn't like, that I didn't love the Lord, but, it, but my heart was that sensitive. That was never preached to me for years. And so I was moving into something new. My mind was fighting me. A month to learn. Romans 8, where is it again? Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those in Christ. Now I know it. It didn't happen overnight. Rick Rock, you remember Rick Rock, the founder of McDonald's? Somebody, he's a multimillionaire. Somebody came to work, Rick Rock and said, Ray, you got rich overnight. Ray said, yes, if you call overnight 35 years. <laughs> for, some, for some people, it's just effortless. They, they think no work is involved. They think no work. What you don't see is me still have index cards in my pocket. Driving, pulling over. Sometimes showing property to people. They're in one room. They are in one room of the house. I still over in the other room. And I pull out my index card. That's how determined I am. Jesus memorized scripture. He, did he do that? Matthew 4, 4, Luke 4, 4. Man shall not live by bread alone. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Peter in his first sermon memorized scripture. All... Proverb Psalm 16 is preach, preaching on the day of Pentecost. Psalm 16. So if it's good for Jesus, if it's good for Peter, since don't you think it's good for us? Proverbs 7. Write it on the tablet of your heart. How do you write it on the tablet of your heart? That's what you do. God told the Israelites in Deuteronomy chapter 6. He said, he said, he said, take the word of God and write it on your doorpost. He said, put it in frontlets on your forehead. Frontlets are little boxes. You write the scripture verse, put it in a little box and wrap it on your forehead. He said, write it on your sleeves. He said, when you walk around, talk to your kids about it. What is he saying? He's saying, be fanatical. Be obsessed with it. Today, church people say, well, it doesn't take all that. It doesn't have to be. Uh, I just move on when I hear that. It doesn't take all that. You don't have to do all that. You don't have to read all that. Uh, rah, 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 stupidity. And the devil in the corner saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only one thing is afraid of the word. It doesn't matter how much you shout. Let me see if there's any word in there. This is a year for us to change that. Change that. Don't be a dabbler. Be a master. Dabblers don't get results. Hmm? I, when, my, when my wife is doing her, her studies, she said, you all, and I know what she meant. She meant, don't bother me. I'm on the kitchen table and I'm plucking away in the Bible. And I, I, you know, I, I thank God for that. I honor that. And she does the very same thing. When she comes in my office and she see, I have only one light on. She knows what's going on. She said, I got to back up. 
Except if it's an emergency. Now, if somebody's dying, I got to go. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? But we have to be, we have to be, I'm looking forward, intentional about it. We have to be what? Intentional. Saints, you hear me? That is why I am thoroughly, dis thoroughly disturbed when I come and in primating, there is nobody in primating. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean nobody. But you have two, three, four people in, primate, in prior meeting. Let's jump to the end and let's see how Esther, let us see how Esther conquered the devil's genocidal plan. I, I, have, I had to jump to the end. I may pick it up again next week, but I need you to see how she turned things around. Amen? Let's see how she turned things around. Praise the Lord. Can you go to Esther chapter 4 verse 16 and 17. Esther chapter 4 verse 16 and 17. I, had, I haven't even read everything the Lord told us about this year. We'll continue next Sunday. Is that alright? We cannot rush it. We have to take our time. Esther said, this is how we're going to thwart, mm -hmm, undermine the devil's plans. She said, go gather all, go gather whom? All the Jews that were in present in Shushan. Gather all, let them come united. They have to become a united front. Unity is very important in the body of Christ. That is why the devil have us dividing one another. Mm, dividing one. So she said, bring everybody together and do what? Fast for me. Fast for me to get favor with the king. <laughs> she said, this is the kind of fast. Mm-hmm. It is called an absolute fast. Some of us need an absolute fast. Amen. We need an. She said. Neither eat nor drink three days. Night or day. Neither eat what? Or drink. Three days. No that's what I call a. That's what I call a fast. No dog. No cat being fed. Everybody's fasting. Kids are. If kids. Kids, this is this. My mother used to do this kind of fast, and she thought we fasted with her. We, we would be off to the garden eating mangoes and bananas, and I would wipe my mouth. I was eight, I cannot go three days without. So I treated. My brother, my sister, and I. Now, you adults fast. But we are just kids. <laughs> Some sense. I remember. The, the, I had, you know, sometimes you sense God is telling you to do more. You know, I would pray, say, God, I, I love the Lord. I want to do more. God said to me. He said to me. That was a long time ago. He said, you got some leave. You want to know me more? You got some leave. You're collecting to go on vacation. You take you three days off and go in a hotel. Yeah, he said, you want to know me more? Mm -hmm. Take three days, go in a hotel. Those leave you talk about going on vacation down in Orlando on, on iDrive. You take it and go in a hotel for three days and just read. It's called immersion. Immerse yourself. In the word of God and see what will happen. Since that was when the walls in my mind began to break down. 
Yeah, break down. Because I would read the Bible, go get a glass of water. What did I read? I just read, I forgot completely. That's, that's how, the, that's why the Bible says the word of God is like a hammer. It'll break stuff up. It is a tool in the hands of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost will walk into the word of God and begin breaking down images and mindsets to make way for the word of God. Are you with me? But you got to spend the time so the teacher can show up. He said, take a couple of days and I tell you, since my life changed, when you're doing it for real, when you're really after God, the first time I heard that voice, I said, the devil is a liar. Three days? <laughs> I kid you not. And then it came to my heart. Would the, would, would the devil tell you go, go somewhere for three days? Because I love these vacation days. Mm-hmm. It's to go out and enjoy myself. And God said, no, you really want me? How did Esther overcome the devil's plans? Fasting and praying. Since these are tools God has given us. You don't have to do three days, no eating, no drinking. You can do three days and get some smoothie. Right? Three days and get some. I saw my wife had a, a smoothie from whom? From, she had a smoothie from King Smoothie, right? So, uh, that's a smoothie. Lord have mercy. That's a smoothie for a gymnast. Uh, you get what I'm saying? You, 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 if you cannot, and I'm, I'm saying that because some of you might, I don't, want you, I don't want you to just jump in absolute fast and then say, Pastor said, this is my caveat. Are you getting me? It's recorded. I am not telling you jump into an absolute fast. Right away. You got to work yourself up an absolute fast. Praise the Lord. You might have, you might have sicknesses and issues. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Because two hours gone and you're dizzy. You need, you need a, a piece of chicken in your mouth. Just two hours. <laughs> because, because some of us are on medication. Praise the Lord. So you need to take your time. Get some fruits. Amen. Maybe a smoothie. No meat. Three days. Guarantee you, you'll feel better. The body needs 30 days to reset itself. Reset itself. You can break through anything. You need 30 days to reset yourself. 30 days of eating certain foods. And I guarantee you, in, on the 31st day, that's how I break coffee. The coffee hold on me. We went on... <laughs> We went on the 90-day fast, remembered? Everything broke. I was addicted to coffee. I needed three, four cups a day. Now I watch the thing in the kitchen, I just walk away. My body, mind resetted. Are you with me, saints? This is the year. Brothers and sisters, I cannot go any further because 45 minutes. I, I, listen to me. I guarantee you, this is the year. For you to reset yourself spiritually. I guarantee you this is the... If you haven't studied spending the time you ought to, at the end of December 31st, you'll regret it. You'll say, God, I missed an opportunity. I took Pastor Emmanuel for granted. He and his shouting just distracted me.
I was reading and studying. And the Lord said to me, how many months, son? Twelve months. He said, son, how many months in 2022? Twelve months. Remind my people of what I laid on your heart about 2022. I haven't finished reminding. We'll continue next week. Is that all right? But since I am telling you, God is out to do something with us in 2023. But we have to position ourselves. Like Esther had to what? Position herself. Are you with me? Esther had to do what? Position herself. God has a part to play. We have a part to play. 1 Corinthians 3.9 We are laborers together. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.